Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Tough Little Mother podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Anna, your host, and I'm super excited for today's episode. It is National Doula Week, so we are celebrating doulas all around the world and across the nation. And today we have a special guest host, Erica Harvey, who has a lot of experience with doula services as well as experience in the medical field and she's going to be sharing with us her profession and her professional experiences as well and we are just so excited to have her erica are you with us i'm here yay you go ahead and give us a little bit background about yourself and tell us who you are sure i am erica harvey i live in atlanta um, I am a medical student. I am the owner of Three Thick and Thin Doula Services, also known as T3 Doula Services. Um, I'm also the founder of a nonprofit called T3 Health Inc. And we provide doula training scholarships for aspiring doulas, and we also help single mothers and fathers meet a need. Um, I recently started a podcast called Realm to the Diaries, and I have a lot of other stuff that I'm working on now, so I have my hands in a lot of pots. <laughs> awesome. Yes, you sound like you'd like to stay busy, which we love. Um, so we uh, are excited to talk today about doulas and how you got into being a doula. So tell us a little bit about that. Why are you a doula and how did you get started with the, your doula services? Um, like I said, I'm a, I'm a 30 medical student and before um, beginning official rotations this year, we would do um, Saturday clinics. And I was with a preceptor, and we were seeing a patient who was having her fifth set of twins. Um, and her first four pregnancies and births were uneventful, no pain, no drama, um, no stress, no strain. But this fifth pregnancy was giving her the blues. Um, she was constantly bleeding, and she was in pain and just very uncomfortable. And I knew that something wasn't right. Um, so, and I spoke with one of my other professors and physicians and, you know, ran down the symptoms and said this is what she's experiencing. Uh, her other pregnancies and births were fine. And I said, something's not right. Can we do a pap? Can we do something? What can we do? Um, did the pap. And turns out this mom was shedding her uterus. Not like shedding the lining of her uterus like you do on your menstrual cycle. She was shedding her uterus. So, at some point, she was not going to be able to carry her babies anymore. So, um, from there, I knew that, like, because I'm not a licensed medical professional yet, I thought, okay, I, ha- I want to do something to um, lessen the experience, the traumatic experiences for moms of color, um, which she was, and I stumbled across doula work, uh, birth work, and it just kind of took off from there. I fell in love with it. I've trained with several different agencies and trainers, and because I, I love running things, and there's always a different technique or, or something that I, I didn't know about before. So it was kind of like a personal call to action for me um, to to do something now that I could to make a difference now. And so I'm a doer. <laughs> there you go. I love that. And just to kind of go back on your story, so you had a patient that you were working with, and this she was on her fifth set of twins her fifth set of twins wow goodness gracious and you she was a woman of color is that correct right yes she was and you said there was a disregard from the medical staff on her pain the the preceptor said well this is her fifth pregnancy and it's her fifth set of twins so 
this should be okay. Yeah, she should be used to this by now. And I was like, no, she shouldn't. She just told you verse one through four were uneventful. She had no problems. She was active. She was working out. She was bike riding, swimming, all of that. She had no issues. And now we get to this, this pregnancy and she's in pain and she's bleeding all the time. She's just completely uncomfortable. She's in apparent agony and this is saying, oh, she's okay just because, you know, her body's just getting used to this. Um, I would think that her body would have been used to this four pregnancies ago. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That That is an interesting thing and so crazy that she's gone through so much and then this pregnancy was just a different story. Um, and I know you work a lot with women of color, so go ahead, let's talk about that, because that's an issue that I know um, is very sensitive in the birth world. Uh, we don't like to talk about how there is the disparities with race in the healthcare, but the fact of the matter is, is it's there, and she was a woman of color and had this problem. Um, maybe that is due to the disparities, but the whole point is, is we don't really talk about that much and we kind of dance around it because it is such a sensitive topic. And because you work with women of color, tell me a little bit more about that and how are you able to go talk about this subject and get clients and kind of work with people, especially since it is such a sensitive topic for people. Um, I I don't dance around it. Um, it's just my nature to just kind of address the elephant in the room and, and talk about the hard and uncomfortable topics. Because my hope is that if it makes you uncomfortable enough, you'll want to do something about it. Um, and I don't just, I, my scope of work is, of course, women of color. But to take it a step further, it's not just a woman of color who's discriminated against. It's a plus size woman of color. Um, it's a teen mom. It's a a woman who has reproductive health issues. I work with that broad scope because I, one, I am a first-size woman of color, um, and at some point I will be, you know, having my own children. And I, I just kind of tackle it all, just head on, straight talk, no faces. This, this is what it is. Um, we can't dance around it. We can't avoid it because these are the facts. This is this is our reality. This is our normal. It's no secret that women of color um, die of preventable uh, post-birth uh, complications than uh, higher than any uh, any other race of women. So it's I would say I have an issue with addressing it. Um, I do make people uncomfortable, but that's fine with me. I actually kind of enjoy it because, like I said, it's just, the more it makes you uncomfortable, the more you want to do something to change it. Um, so it doesn't, I don't have a problem with um, talking about it with my clients. Honestly, uh, it comes as news to a lot of my clients um, that, yeah, you're at higher risk of dying than any other woman of any other race. And they're like, really? I'm like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't know that? <laughs> so it, it's not, it's not even a thing that, you know, hard to talk about or hard to discuss for me at least. Um, it just I just talk about it. It it is what it is. I'm gonna call it what it is. <laughs> it's it's racism, it's discrimination, it's whatever pre term you wanna call it, whatever it is it ain't right. <laughs> I love that and I totally agree and part I'm a newly trained doula and part of the like movement for me is definitely because I had my own birth experiences that I feel like could have been different had I had the support system 
and I've read and I have done research and I know that a lot of these preventable causes um, of death and these struggles with pregnancies and births and even postpartum depression, those things can be handled if you have a really super awesome support system and that's when doulas come in. And I think people don't really understand that. So um, tell us a little bit more about that. Sorry, I have a five-month-old guy, everybody. <laughs> um, he's waking up. Um, tell us a little bit more about um, what it means to be a doula. I think that's a big thing that people don't want to hire doulas because they don't really understand. So tell us a little bit more from your experience about what it means to be a doula. I, I tell my clients all the time that a doula is a is a special level of support. You're not there to re, to replace your mom or your grandmother or your spouse or your partner, your sister, cousin. We're not there to replace anybody. If anything, we're there to make the 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 environment a little less um, chaotic um, and keep everybody calm. The doula is not just for, there for the the person who's pushing the baby out. It's for the entire family um, because a lot of times in in the birth world, in the birthing room, in a birthing situation, the attention somehow gets shifted away from the mom. Um, and I say that because you have thousands of partners or any other people who are there to support this mom, and they're focused on, you know, the monitors. They're just beeping. Everybody gets freaked out about beeping. Um, everybody gets freaked out because there's blood. Everybody gets freaked out about, you know, look, this things that are actually normal that you see um, during birth. And so it'll, a doula being there will help the families um, direct that attention to the birthing person. If they need someone there to rub their forehead or feed them ice chips or hold their hand or something like that, the, the doula is there to allow them to do that. Another thing that I wish people understood was that um, doulas don't advocate for you. What they do is provide you with knowledge to help you advocate for yourself. Um, because ultimately, the person who's pushing this baby out is who's running the show. So no OB, no nurse, no midwife, anybody's going to listen to us because we don't really have a dog in that fight. You know, we don't really have a say-so. This is your show. This is your movie. You call the shots. You call action. You call cut. <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of those things where people just kind of have this misconception of what a doula does. Like, like you're supposed to be my voice. No, you are your voice. I outline, you know, what you can you can say yes or no to um, in your birth plan, and help you remind and help remind you that you said you didn't want this. So tell them that you didn't want this. It's it's more of like a it's, it's support, but it's empowerment as well. It's encouragement as well for you to speak up for yourself because a lot of times in the birthing setting, moms go into the hospital or the birthing center and they get shy because the pain kind of overtakes them and they, they get you know, really quiet and timid and don't want to say anything. And then you end up having something done, say, for instance, a C-section that you didn't want. And now there's more pain, there's unnecessary healing time, a lengthy healing time that didn't have to be because you were afraid to speak up. 
Yes, I totally experienced that with my own birth as well. Um, it was my first baby, obviously, and I was just scared and I was alone and I didn't know what to do. And I had this whole plan. And as soon as I got there, I just was like, whatever we got to do to get this baby out. You guys are the pros. They kind of did their thing um, very remote. And I realized that doctors are trained to do their pattern. Um, so they're not really there for necessarily you they're just there to get the baby out and go through their patterns um so whatever I had in mind um because I didn't voice it because I didn't know how to voice it and I didn't know my options I was just going and getting exactly what they had to what they were going to give me because the baby was going to come out and they were going to make it come out and do it however they wanted to and I had tears and all different kinds of things and my birth plan did not go at all the way I wanted and I had postpartum depression, all these things. And I realized how important it was to have a support system and have somebody there. And how I wish that there was somebody who had that education knowledge and who could let me know what were my options, you know, and, and not just here's, here's the birth and here's how it goes. Um, so on that note, a lot of people think, well, and I love that you said that we aren't there to replace anybody in the birth room that you have there. Um, we're just that additional support. People think, well, I why do I want to pay or hire a doula then if I if you're just going to be like a support system like what would be the reason so how do you kind of address that um when I sit down for a consultation with my clients I hone in the details um I bring my 10 or 11 page birth plan with you know outlining a lot of the details that people often miss um, because a lot of moms go into and they think that, you know, their birth is going to be like a movie. Where in this movie, they want their back and they were doing this and they were doing that. Like, no, this, this is definitely not that. Um, and I tell them all the time that I understand that you want your mom or whomever or your, your spouse or your partner in the room with you. But a lot of the time, especially speaking to, you know, our moms and our grandmothers being in the room or being present, a lot of the things that they experienced and went through when they gave birth um, aren't the most ideal things that we need now. For that, it's not in the best interest of the mom's health. Um, a lot of our mothers and grandmothers birthed on their back. That's not that's counterproductive. It that doesn't help at all. It doesn't help baby defend, <laughs> which is what you need for this, you know, to be as as stressless as possible. Um, a lot of the, the patterns that our moms and grandmothers, you know, went through and a lot of the things that they're going to pass down, a lot of the tips and tricks that they're going to pass down is not necessarily the best thing. I mean, it worked for us and, you know, our cousins and our aunts and our uncles and things, but it's not necessarily what's ideal or what's necessary for us um, to, to have a, a stressless birth. Um, we we need to be able to move around. In previous years and decades, they were told that they couldn't move around. You pretty much confined to this bed. Um, so I, I lean in on the details um, of like a birth plan. Do you want an IV or do you not? You don't have to have one. Do you want Pitocin that will help you or help push your, your dilation and your labor longer? Do you not? Um, it's something as it's so small as do you want a wax to shave the trim vagina? It's, it's all those things that matter that go into your birth that people don't think about. So I, I lean in on those small details, um, you know, what color, what scent, what what sound do you want in the room? 
that, you know, as you said, people don't think about that can make or make, break, or hurt your entire birthing experience. And we just pretty much take it off from there. And sometimes it leads to them saying that they don't want certain, a certain person in the room. Not necessarily because, you know, I'm there to replace them. Like I said, we don't replace anybody. It's just that I help them realize that you set the vibe in your birthing space. You set that ambiance. And if you know that this person's energy, this person's personality is, is contrary to the, to the atmosphere that you want to set, then you may not need to have them in there. So, and it just kind of goes from there. Yes. I, I love that and I love that you make doula being a doula more of an empowering service for the person giving birth because that's what I feel like doula is really all about it's just an empowering opportunity that empowers women to have safer healthier pregnancies um having a doula empowers you to be healthier and stronger and get have your birthing plan just the way you want it to be and I think people really underestimate that and um, the power of a doula and the power it gives to you as a birth person giving as someone giving birth and we need that power uh, and I think that it's so key um, and so I really appreciate how you express that um, and it is in the details and having a doula is not just having a support um, friend you know and and somebody just there to kind of support you and feed you ice chips or whatever, but they have knowledge and education to help make the process easier. And um, it's a lot of work, you know, your, your family, whoever's in there, they're going to be tired too. I'm sure people who have given birth are like, okay, my husband fell asleep when I really needed him, (laughs) you know, and I'm like trying to push, he's not really so great there, you know, and it's so important that you have somebody who can be there and kind of help lift those burdens and and ease those things. So I think having a doula is so key and I wish and hope that um, people learn that um, and can see that it is birth work and um, kind of how do you explain that as well that a doula is birth work and that they are worth it yes um, I also I think a lot of the misconception that people have is just like they're um, specifically for home birth I need a doula only if I want to have a home birth or you know that they're just like some, some hippie OB that can help snatch their baby out no but not it. <laughs> um, and it's one of those things where you just kind of, um, you just have to explain the, the benefits. Like most people, uh, none of my clients have had C-sections. Um, so I, I always lean in on that side. None of them have had any, you know, any traumatic experiences. Um, their birth has not been rushed. Um, they they live, they're healthy, there's been no unnecessary pain, there's been no unnecessary issues. So I can't speak for other doulas, but I can say for my clients and my clients' experiences, I try to make it as less traumatic as possible. Um, because it's you know, birth is trauma on, on your body. It's it's fine. Your body doesn't do this every day. It's not like walking, it's not that's a different type of muscle memory. Um, so I, I think that's the importance of, like, like I said, the details and the, the comfort. And a lot of my clients come to me, um, by referral. 
Um, so they kind of see, like, on social media when they find me, and they see, you know, how I interact with people, how I interact with followers, and I post, like, the, the text messages from my clients, and they're always hilarious. Because my clients, uh, they trust me with really small and personal, intimate details. Um, so it it's things like that. Like one of my clients, we took a, a field trip to um, a sex toy store. And, like literally a field trip to <laughs> a toy store. Um, because she's, you know, several uh, weeks postpartum and she wanted to get back into um, having sex. So I don't just turn around birth. I'm also a postpartum doer. So I'm I'm there um, through a lot of things, and I I think it's just how I approach um, birth work in general. Not that I'm here to to take control, but I'm here to help you take control of your body and your life and your experience. So I, I think with stressing the importance or the need for a doula is just if you want it to be something that you're in control of. Because a lot of people tend to go with the flow. And I tell them that's fine, but going with the flow will often have your flow directed. And then you could end up, you know, having a, a C-section. You could end up having um, a medication that you didn't want or probably don't even need because birth is such a rush job now. And, you know, people want to get in and get out and get out and they want to speed up dilation and a basement and all that kind of stuff. So I I just kind of lean into those details with, you know, this is yourself. This is your movie. And remind them that you don't have to be afraid to say no. If you feel forced to say yes, you mean no. Yeah. And it's, it's okay to mean that. It's okay to lean into that and say, you know, I think I want a new provider. You can request a new provider. You can request to have a nurse removed from your room. It's, all of that is fine because it's your show. It's your movie. You're the director. What you say goes. I love that. And I again, it's just going back to empowering that mom to be able to have a good birth, a good healthy one, and to say what she needs to say. And also, I think it's important to realize that um, when you're in the hospital, a lot of people think, oh, like, like you said, I don't need a doula. I have my people there, my physicians. But in the uh-huh. hospitals, when you need the doula the most. Um, so it's not just for home births. And um, we are educated. And we aren't just hippies. <laughs> I love that. Um, we And we can help you to have like that support system that you need. Um, and, and above all else, I think doulas have a place in the um, birth birthing process because we can do and think and think and say and things that other people won't as a, like I said as a physician they're trained and they do the things that they're trained to do and that's all they can do but as a doula we're trained differently we have our certification but we also have the open ability to say and do things that the physician and midwives and other people can't so it's so yeah. important to have that support structure and and I just love how you put that um we are about out of time is there anything else Erica, that you'd love to share with um, our listeners in, in regards to why they should seriously consider hiring a doula? Um, I would say that just because, like, I, like I said, I, I've walked this line of, of medicine and, you know, uh, being a doula. And, and one of the things I've recognized you know, in my medical training is that 
a lot of the time um, when when we have relatives in our birthing space, um, they tend to lean on the physicians. They tend to lean on their medical training and say, well, they're the experts and they know they know best. And a lot of the times they don't know what's best because who's in your body, you or them? It's 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 robotic almost. Um, like I said before, it's a it's mostly such a rush job, and then as doulas, um, we're trying to pay attention to the mom's recovery, um, pay attention to her face is changing, her her tone is changing. There's a slight inflection in her voice, or something is going wrong. There's distress on her face, and you know the physicians aren't really it may be sensitized to pay attention to the evidence and they don't tend to provide evidence-based birth experiences um, and you need that extra person, that extra set of eyes because you can get to a physician and you can be there 10,000 births and it's just, it's all robotic, it's all routine, it's all you know, just just real stiff and there's no personality, there's no there's no comfort. You just feel like a test subject. And then it's help help lessen that blow, help lessen that trauma and, and take the edge off or take the the monotony out of it and make people feel more comfortable and empowered to say, you know, no. Because a lot of people get into the birth and face and they get intimidated by these physicians and nurses and maybe even midwives if they're there. And I, I, that bothers me because even when I walk into a room with a patient, even when I have a consultation with a client, I want them to know that, listen, yes, I am in medical school. Yes, I am training to be an OBGYN. Yes, I am a doula, but we can still be comfortable because the more comfortable you are with me, the, the easier it is for me to do my job. Um, so it, it's really about that that comfort. If you don't want to be uncomfortable because a lot of people don't have anyone to support them. So if you don't have anyone, you need to do it. The, the objective is not just to have a healthy mom, uh, an easy birth, a fast birth, and a healthy baby. It's for you to walk out of this hospital, go home, and still live three days later, three years later, three years later, 30 years later. It's not so that you can go home, take a nap, and not wake up again. The objective is for you to, to live. And and with how medicine is going now, it's kind of monotonous and nobody is, you know, really taking care. And they're, they're not personal anymore. So um, I, I would just to, to have you do this for you, for someone to pay attention to those details that your relatives may miss. But the nurses may miss, that the physicians may miss. I love that. Yes, the details. It's all in the details. And doulas can help with all of that. And also, don't forget that you can have a doula during your birth, and you can have a doula after. They're great support for postpartum training. Um, they're great support there. And it just, again, empowers you to live, like you said, um, and to continue um, going through all the things. Because birth, is it's it's a lot birth is a lot and um (laughs) anyone can tell you so it's so important that you have that support system erica we've loved having you and hearing your experiences and sharing your professionalism professionalism with us as well um 
I am your the main host here, everyone. My name is Anna, and this is my podcast, Tough Little Mother. But you can find me at underscore raising Rio underscore on Instagram. But Erica, where can we find you if we have questions and if we want to learn more about doulas and get involved there? I am all over social media. On Instagram, I am at T3 Doula Services. On Twitter, it is at T3 Doula Services. And on Facebook, it's Through Thick and Thin Doula Services. Through Thick and Thin Doula Services. Awesome. So mm-hmm. if you guys have questions, um, go ahead and you can comment here on the podcast or you can me- check us out on social media. Um, we'd be happy to answer anything. But hopefully you guys have learned the importance of a doula and what we do and kind of have a different perspective now. Um, I highly recommend having a doula. I wish that I would have had one for my birth and that is why I'm in do doing the doula service now I want to help other women and I want to empower them and I know the same thing is for Erica and I'm so grateful for the work that she is doing we're going to be bringing Erica back real soon she's going to be talking to us about her program that she has the scholarship program for doulas um again sorry that you got to hear Rio our other guest host on the podcast today um but so grateful that I have him in my life as well Um, Again, Erica, thank you so much for joining us, and we're looking forward to having you back with us soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You bet. We'll chat soon. Thanks, everyone.